1: wash my hands of this weirdness.
0: Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the Christian Phoenix radio show. It is a Friday, July 17th. We are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. I'm joined by my co-host, Tony Sanfilippo. Tony, I know you're feeling a little bit like the walking dead today. How's it going for you?
2: Uh, well, it is Friday in the radio world business for us, but uh, I'm I'm good. I'm exhausted, but good. Uh, the uh, The overnights this week are catching up to me rapidly, but that's okay. I'm still here, ready to go. Well, How good- are you today?
0: I'm good. I'm good. Uh, a little scrambled this morning, but uh, you know what? Got here, got everything set up. And, uh, you yeah, know, we've got a good show in store for you guys, and uh, we'll make yes, it fun. We do. And, you know, Tony's delirium will obviously play a part in uh, a little bit of the wackiness.
2: It just turns into more weird voices, which somebody commented on. Uh, I think it was my stream yesterday where their daughter thought I was a psycho. So
0: <laughs> maybe I am. I don't know. Ooh-ba-de-doo. that's hilarious <laughs> all right let's kick things off as i do every day i'm going to ask you a question tony and see if we can one-up that now you are in retail you see weird things every day <laughs> What what is the weirdest thing that anybody's ever brought into your store that wasn't a return or wasn't something associated with shopping it's just something they either had with them or you know whatever it may be
2: um I, the one that personally I've seen or know about. Uh, or both. <laughs> for me, that I'll, I'll do both because they're both relatively the same. At uh, some of our Denver locations, there's a guy that brings in a service pony. <laughs> Not kidding. He brings in a pony. It's a service animal. Um, the one I've seen in Thornton was uh, somebody brought in a service monkey, and the little bastard, like, snapped at people. Like, it was like, really? Yeah, it's wow. like, but it was already weird because it's like you got a dude walking around with a boo on his shoulder. So, yeah, I would say the monkey in person and the craziest one that I've seen uh, Snapchats and texts from people that work down at other buildings is the service pony.
0: Okay, I've, that opens up a whole bunch of follow-up questions. So, uh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
0: The, Fire away. The service pony, was it wearing a vest that said service animal, therapy animal, anything along those yeah. lines?
2: Yeah, it had some generic vest, and it. it says like "don't pet the don't pet the animal" and stuff. So I'm thinking they got it off Amazon or somewhere specially made. Because uh, what I was told is that realistically, uh, ponies and monkeys and snakes and and plants are not service.
0: Right, this. right. People just
2: or, or emotional support, you know? Exactly. Yeah, people just take advantage of it. Yeah,
0: yeah. They buy the vest on Amazon and think they can bring that. Into anywhere. Yeah. And then with the monkey, was it like a, a capuchin monkey, like Marcel from Friends, or was it? Uh, yeah. yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, it yeah. was exactly like that, yeah.
0: And was it wearing it a, even, a li- it little diaper?
2: A, it had a little, it, it did not have a diaper, but okay. it did have a, like a red vest on. Really? And I don't recall, I don't recall it saying anything on there, but it did have like the little hat for like uh, uh, Boo did in Aladdin. It had the hat?
0: Beard. That's.
2: It had the hat, yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. But it did. Like somebody went to, uh, got near it, the uh, manager, Philip mm-hmm. to uh, confront the person and let him know that, you know, that only service dogs are allowed. Right. In. And uh, like when he was saying that, like the monkey did like this little snap bite at him. It was weird.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure it wasn't the first time that somebody's confronted them about that.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah. I think those. Uh, yeah, I think if you're going to have an outlandish uh, service animal, you definitely know you're going to get stopped. So I would right. imagine they've got their story down pat.
0: Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, all that goes to say that a, a deputy encountered two men near a Winn-Dixie in Port Salerno, and one had a plastic skeleton. And no, it wasn't for <laughs> Halloween. Instead, one of the men, 28, said he had it because of, what do you think his reasoning was, Tone?
2: coronavirus.
0: Ooh. Nope. <laughs> he said it was because of voodoo. No further explanation. Oh. Yep. The was, young- his,
2: was his name Papa Shango? Right. What the hell?
0: Who knows? <laughs> the younger man held a plastic skeleton while the elder man had a sign requesting money. <laughs> they were trying to flag down vehicles. Asked why they were sitting in the plaza, the 28-year-old man said they were, quote, trying not to steal from Winn-Dixie. That's... <laughs>
2: I've got the urge to steal.
0: <laughs> I'm trying I, so hard. I, but
2: I'm going to try voodoo here. This is Boney. <laughs> My name's Tony. And if you give me a dollar, I won't rip off the Winn Dixie. Holler oh man i'm in tears already this morning that story's nuts
0: yeah he said they had the skeleton obviously because of voodoo the elder man was jailed on a charge of trespassing after warning while the younger man was given a trespass warning only so uh no follow-up on what happened to the skeleton my guess is uh he was held on evidence or as a witness but uh who knows
2: Yep, you would say his life's all bare bones now,
0: huh? <laughs> oh, I don't even have it pulled That's
2: up. That's okay. I didn't throw a single pun yesterday, and my puns are mediocre at best, so you are all good.
0: Well, compared to the pun master, Ryan, it's it, it's hard to oh, reach that level.
2: It, it's hard, yeah. Master, puppet. Master, puppet. There
0: you <laughs> go. <laughs> all right, folks, it is Friday. Let's talk about today's show, shall we?
1: It's Friday, Friday.
0: Weekend, weekend. I'm looking forward to the weekend, but we do have a great show lined up for you. We do have to get through this Friday to get to the weekend. So on today's show, we have good news, everyone. A feature we do Fridays to try and take you into the weekend on an up note. We have weird food combinations. Our call-in topic today is your favorite or the greatest movies that no one saw. You ask people about and they go, oh, I've never heard of that. We have another rendition of The Phoenix Tank, where we go through some Kickstarter gadgets and find out if uh, Tony would invest. We have This Day in History. And up next, Tony is here with The Entertainment Report. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: join the conversation call 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 now back to the show and we are back this is the Christian Phoenix radio show it is
0: a Friday July 17th now we've set up a thing called the Phoenix line this is a 24-hour day -day seven-day week voicemail line giving you guys the listeners the watchers an opportunity to call in and leave a message on any subject whatsoever you can tell us if we're wrong uh if tony's just being a goofball uh you can give (laughs) us impressions try to out impression tony or you can just vent and tell us whatever's on your mind that number for the phoenix line is 855 phoenix radio that's 855 f-e-n-i-x r-d-o or 855-336-4973 keep it entertaining we will put those together and put them out on a future show Now, it is the second segment of the show, and as we do each and every day, Tony is here with the entertainment news.
2: Good morning. Happy Friday, everybody. As you said already, it is July 17th, and before I do the wonderful entertainment news, let's uh, hit that Filippo Fast Five. That's Sonic the Hedgehog style. You know the band Trapped, uh, T-R-A-P-T? Well, their new album dropped this week, and guess how many copies it sold? Four. 600 copies. A little more than your four, (laughs) but uh, the lead singer Chris Brown projected it to be somewhere in the 25,000 units. Well, sorry, brother. 600. Maybe separate your politics from your band page. Might help. NFL star Aaron Rodgers and Danica Patrick While they look so lovingly happy, they split after two years. Um, This gentleman I don't know, but I threw it in here anyways because there's someone else I know. Noah Centineo. I have no idea who that is. He's going to play Adam Smasher in Dwayne Johnson's Black Adam. Hmm. I really just put that in because The Rock. I like The Rock. I like The Rock, too. Two two and a half men star Conchata Farrell. She played uh, Berta. Okay. Move to long term care facility after heart attack. Oh. Well, get well soon, my friend. Great and character. today, if you're a Switch owner, Paper Mario, the Origami King, is out today. Get it if you're into RPG play and you're like, a Mario. All right. That was your fast five. Uh, now, the tease before the stories. Disney legend hits a milestone. Say goodbye to some Disney rides forever. No. Sorry, Jack. Chucky's back. Like Chinese democracy, eventually eventually, the happy new mutants will happen. I don't know why I wrote
0: that. The happy new mutants?
2: Yeah, yeah, the happy new mutants will happen. And if time allows, Fozzie versus Skid Row or Jericho versus Sebastian Box, this is the news. And I said the box. I'm the box. box. You can tell I'm tired if I even butcher Sebastian Box's name. <laughs> uh disney legend ruthie thompson turns 110. she worked on snow white and the seven dwarfs and the rescuers during her time with the company thompson's story is remarkable because she came to know roy and walt disney during her time living on the same street when they were kids the actress had a brief stint in disney's alice comedies before working her way up to the animation job upon retiring in 1975 that's a long time to retire she was regarded as a trailblazer as the company and got named oh it says was regarded as a trailblazer at the company and got named a disney legend in 2000 for her contributions and ties to the family Now, she works with the Motion Picture and Television Fund. She's trying to get people to donate $110,000 for her birthday. Yeah, how about no? I
0: I, I don't think individually. I think as a pool.
2: Oh, okay. Because I'm like, (laughs) yeah. How about no? Sorry, Mama. I don't swing that way. There were two ladies in the window painting, and I never saw before. So, I stopped to look, and every day I went by. Curiosity almost killed the cat. But anyways, I did this so often that somebody came out and said, why don't you go inside and watch them? I think it was Walt, Thompson explained. She added, I'd sit on the bench beside Roy. He had an apple box to sit on. And I got on there beside him until he'd say, I think you better go home. Your mother probably wants you to come home for dinner. Aren't you hungry? Later, when she approached to secure her job, I'm in the office and I'm taking their money for lessons. And Walt comes up to the window, looks at me and says, Ruthie Thompson? Thompson? Why are you, what are you doing here? And I say, I work here, obviously. (laughs) And then Roy comes in and gives me the same thing. Now this is what, 15 or more years since I'd seen him. And to even be remembered uh, was something he finally said one day, why don't you come work for me? Disney chairman Bob Iger offered her congratulations and wished her happy birthday as well. Happy 110th birthday, Ruthie. An incredible milestone. Yeah. Amazing artist and a true Disney legend. That is just crazy cool the whole fact that she grew up with Roy and Walt Disney mm-hmm. and she's still here today. Well, not to only that, wacky world.
0: She's needed. a she's 110 years old and she still sounds like she's sharp as a tack.
2: Oh, absolutely. The picture of her with her birthday cake, she still looks like she could kick it more. So that bodes uh very well if she's 110 That gives uh, Golden Girls and Betty White lovers across the world hope. It does. That Betty White can uh, eclipse that. Um, Going on from that, because that was a total random entertainment story, we're still in the realm of Walt Disney. Uh, Walt Disney World has permanently closed some rides uh, amid the uh, COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Stitch's Great Escape, Primeval World, and rivers of light at the park, Disney has confirmed that all these attractions have permanently closed. Uh, there are some speculation that Stitch's Great Escape was being primed to get replaced by some sort of new, tra- new attraction. However, the coronavirus pandemic has changed the math on all of this very quickly. With all so much revenue lost in the early portion of the year due to the closing, it looks like the company will be putting on all its efforts towards trying to ensure safety... Guess making the trek to Florida this year, at some point the spot where St- Stitch's Great Escape stood will be home to a new traction, but it won't be the case for at least a year or two. So um, if you were a fan of these rides, unfortunately, they are no more. So hopefully you enjoyed them while they're
0: here. I don't even remember well, those rides from Walter's Disney
2: I remember Stitch's Great Escape was a, uh, you went in and he turned into a big alien and it was like uh, Gravitron, like you got on this sliding wall thing, and you were gravity there, and you fought against this. He fought a big huh. alien, but you helped him. Okay. It was okay, yeah. It was not... My my favorite thing was outside the ride was a uh, video that my nieces and nephews loved that I would do this. Um, but it was Stitch basically terrorizing Disney World. Mm. And he would go to Cinderella's castle, and he'd be like, Oh, Cinderella, the princess here! You're not a prince. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. That was, uh, I would do that because we stood in line. You have to watch that video over and over. So I got pretty good at doing the uh, imitation of that. We're so.
0: going to have to add stitch to your wheel of impressions.
2: <laughs> um. I can't do this voice, but moving on from Disney to something way on the other side of the realm. Chucky fans are losing their minds because the TV series just dropped the trailer yesterday.
0: I didn't know there was a TV series.
2: I didn't know either, but uh, there is, and I'll share it on the Phoenix page, baby. Sci-Fi and USA Network offered the first look of the new Chucky TV series. A serialized continuation of the original Child's Play horror series film will pick up on a plot threads from throughout the the movie franchise, and continue from where 2017's cult of Chucky left off. Once again, Brad Dourif will return to the role for the project, and all of these things have fans of the Chucky movies absolutely elated. Check them out below and give the official trailer a look you, okay, you can't see it if I'm reading you the story, <laughs> right. but check out the Phoenix page and you can watch the trailer. There you go. Um, it's going to be uh, 8 to 10 episodes that's going to deliver the characters' relationships in ways they couldn't just do in a 90-minute movie. Um, they might have Glenn and Glenda in there. What's Tiffany's backstory? If you're interested, Chucky premieres on Sci-Fi and USA in 2021. Hmm. I don't know if you really need a TV show for this, but... Uh, it's coming, whether you like it or not, and you do hear Brad Dourif do the uh, famous Chucky laugh. At the
0: yeah, yeah. So. I'll check it out. You know, I enjoyed the original Child's Plays. Now, did you see the uh, the remake with uh, Mark Hamill doing the voice?
2: I did not, Andy. <laughs> I'm no, Am- here. I think it's on.
0: I think it's on Amazon Prime right Amazon now.
2: Amazon Prime. Yeah, I saw. It. I actually wanted to watch it. Yeah. So uh, just, you know, it's not, got Aub- just Aubrey Plaza yeah. in it.
0: Jesse and I did watch it, and it was. It was cheesy. It was entertaining. It's worth a watch, but it's not by any means the greatest horror movie or even remake of of all time.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know it had definitely to do with technology turning and all that. Kind yeah, of a yeah, different take versus the uh, "I'm going to put my soul into a doll" Exactly. Kind of a premise. Yeah. So you and I talk about this on the Proton Pack. Yes, that's the thing. We do a podcast called the Proton Pack. If you Check think it this out, one it, is geeky and nerdy. Ha- yeah, it happens every blue moon nowadays. But uh, we always talked about the New Mutants. We always called this, as the Nerd World turns. Well, we're not doing the podcast at the moment because uh, we just haven't had time. But the New Mutants have finally dropped a new trailer, believe it or not. Huh. Uh, yeah, it's... Who would have thought? But... Uh, this, uh, the New Mutants was supposed to happen in 2017. Obviously, that did not happen. Disney purchased 20th Century Fox, and then there was rumors that it was going to be on demand. It was just going to appear on Hulu. It was never going to see the lighter day. It was coming out in theaters. It's not coming out in theaters. Coronavirus happened. Yada, yada, yada. Well, uh, Comic-Con at Home starts next week, and I will cover yeah. those, I'm sure, on this uh, entertainment segment, but segment wow seglet seglet july 23rd uh the cast uh Maisie williams anna taylor J. charlie heaton alice braga blue hunt and henry zaga uh, will all be a part of a special comic con comic con at home july 23rd um they are going to do a panel and there's going to be an additional new trailer but to get you pumped up uh new mutants quietly dropped the trailer yesterday and it looks I'm telling you, this movie looks pretty dang good. Mm. It's in the realm of X-Men, for those that don't follow. This movie was filmed years and years ago, but it will finally see the light of day, apparently. But uh, Did
0: they give a date?
2: No, they were smart. They left the date out, <laughs> hoping that this will be the charm by not announcing any date. But yeah, New Mutants gets a new trailer. Check it out. And then lastly, if you're bored, before I go into the birthday news, I'm not going to read this whole thing. But do yourself a favor sebastian bach of skid row and chris jericho of fozzy are going back and forth on twitter and it is just a great read uh, sebastian Bach accused uh, chris jericho of not being a real singer he's a lip singer uh he, and that rich ward his bass player is defending him and he's like bro this is what real artists is so you got d snyder a twisted sister to chime in wow. and they're going back and forth of what a real rock star is and of course Sebastian Bach hits low blows. He said, I didn't think a wrestler could really sing. And and it's weird because Chris Jericho's like, I thought we were friends, but if you want to play, dude, and it just entertaining read if you like reading beef on Twitter. So there you go. Sebastian Bach, Chris Jericho, Fozzie, Skid Row, that was your news. Now let's dance on into the birthdays. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. It's my birthday. Wow, that was a. Uh, awful dance i'm sorry to subject you to that but uh (laughs) real easy birthdays today let's make it smooth and cool before the break mandy rose wwe wrestler 28 gorgeous looking lady richard branson 69 wendy williams tv host is 55 nelson mandela Would have been 102, and I only mentioned him because of the Mandela effect we talk about on the show at times. Uh, Kristen Bell is the same age as myself, 39. And Vin Diesel, Mr. Fast and Furious, is 52. That's your celebrity birthdays for Friday, July 17th. He is Groot. That's right, I forget about that. Yes. Easiest payday ever for that
0: guy. No kidding. Well folks, that does it for the entertainment news. When we come back, we have good news, everyone. Trying to take you into the weekend on an up note, so don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.
1: Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is
0: Friday, July 17th. Now, many of you are watching us on social media, Facebook Live, YouTube Live. Uh, We're also available on the AUN TV network, 13 stations across Northern California and Northern Nevada. Now, if you want to get a hold of us on social media, you can. I'm available at Facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. That's Christian with a K. Phoenix with an F, radio, of course, with an R. Or on Instagram, at Christian Phoenix. Tony's available at Facebook.com forward slash Tony.SanFilippo. That's S-A-N. F I L I P P O dot nine four or on Instagram at Tony. eighty one. And Ryan, who uh, I expect will be joining us again next week, is available at Facebook.com forward slash Ryan wink or on Instagram at names wink. Now, being that miss it, you wink, we do miss you. We, we miss the puns. I haven't hit that, uh, you know, these in a while.
2: That, that dusty drum
0: <sighs> It's getting is this a little nasty. But it is Friday, and what we like to do on Fridays is uh, bring up stories that uh, make us feel good, hopefully make you feel good, take you into the weekend on an up note, because there's a lot of craziness going on right now, and uh, some of these really heartwarming stories get overlooked. And so we do this in a segment that we call... Good news, everyone! All right, so kicking things off, the headline for mine is... Creates comics with superheroes with disabilities to inspire her friend. When Trinity Jagged, Jagdeo's let's try that again. When Trinity Jagdeo's <laughs> best friend was diagnosed with spinal muscular atrophy type 2, a rare and serious degenerative disease, Trinity wished her friend had a hero she could relate to, someone to inspire her. She couldn't find one, so she created one. Quote, Seeing what my best friend was going through, I wanted to do more for others like her. In 2014, her friend Alexis was hospitalized for six months. We'd watched all of the movies that she had lining her room, and I took note of how drained she was. She had nobody to look up to while she was going through that battle. Trinity's first instinct was to reach out to Disney, asking for more characters with disabilities or special needs. She said, I wrote them letters, made YouTube videos, I didn't receive a response, so I decided to create my own nonprofit, and I began writing and illustrating my own books that featured local special needs kids. Alexis was was thrilled when she saw Trinity's comic books starring heroes with disabilities, and says it was one of the best gifts a child could receive. Quote, I was excited when I realized what she was doing. She was right, there were no characters with disabilities. Now to get started, Trinity tapped into her mother's entrepreneurial skills. She said, I asked my mom what steps to take, and she told me to start by registering my business. Then I had to figure out how I can illustrate and bring my characters to life. She found an inexpensive drawing pad that connected to her computer, and she began to use Amazon's publishing tools. She said, I put the entire thing together, and they'd print it out for me. This was when Trinity was 17. Trinity has written and illustrated three books so far. She said, I love all the kids I write about, and they all inspire me. I actually illustrated Alexis's brother, who also has spinal muscular uh, atrophy. His book is titled Zappy Zane. Her other two titles are Alice the Ace and The We Can Squad Saves the Day. Those are words that are hard to put together. Uh, the- they we can save today. <laughs> the We Can Squad saves the day. Uh, Trinity's nonprofit hosts fashion shows and other fundraisers and the proceeds to help families of children with disabilities. Since COVID, her fundraisers have moved online. Trinity also speaks at high schools and colleges, encouraging people to follow their passions. Now, uh, the story doesn't give a link to where it is, but I'll find it and post it on our Facebook page so that way you guys uh if you want to help out, if you want to donate, you certainly can. And uh that is my Good news, everyone.
2: Uh my good news was the same story and you totally took it. What was am it, I gonna do now?
0: Was it really? No. Okay. I was like
2: what? No. No, that would have been crazy now. No, but it is in the realm of kind of a superhero thing. But I got to give you a quick little backstory before I get to the good news story. So That okay. way you kind of understand why the story turns into a good story. So, um, unfortunately, I'm sure you've seen this going around on your social media page and stuff. Um, very sad. But uh, Bridger Walker 6 is being hailed as a hero for protecting his four-year-old sister from a dog attack. The little boy and his sister were at a friend's house in Wyoming earlier this month when a one-year-old German shepherd mix lunged at them while they were outside in the backyard playing. Without thinking, Bridger stepped in front of his little sister to protect her, and he was bitten in the face by the dog, his parents said. Uh, the owner was able to pull the dog off, but he underwent a nearly a two-hour surgery that required more than 90 stitches. Wow. Um, Poor kid, his face is just mangled. But he did, he pushed his sister out of the way and he took the dog attack. The dog was going after his sister. So uh, the scary incident uh, happened on July 9th. They were outside um, and the friend pointed and said, that's the nice dog, that's the mean dog. Well, the mean dog attacked and just really sad. This poor little kid's face just mangled. Mm -hmm. But that's not, obviously, that's not the good news. Now, the good news is if anything could come good out of that is a the big brother really stepped up mm-hmm. and uh saved his little sister but now this uh, comes in chris evans who played uh obviously captain america um he wanted to speak with one of his heroes so the hero in question obviously wasn't sam wilson tony stark or even black panther it was six-year-old bridger walker um once Evans got words that Bridger was a Captain America fan, he posted a video on his Instagram thanking him for his heroic act. Hey, Bridger, Evans said, Captain America here. How are you doing, buddy? I read your story and saw what you did. I'm sure you've heard a lot of this over the last couple of days, but let me be the next one to tell you, pal, you're a hero. What you did was so brave, so selfless. Your sister's so lucky to have you as a big brother. Your parents must be so proud of you. Um the little video, there is a video there, which, uh, as you can see in the video, which I'll put on the uh, page and you guys can watch it. Didn't just end with just Evans calling Bridger a hero. He promised to send an authentic captain America shield to him. Oh, that's cool. Cons- considering Bridger already has the costume. And while he's watching the video, little Bridger is in his captain America outfit. And you can see like his poor face oh. is like, definitely going to take some healing. Um, He's uh con- oh wow I lost my my little thing here. The first Avenger um
0: Sounds like a personal problem.
2: Yeah, exactly. Oh. <laughs> the shield is the final piece the 6-year-old needs before becoming Captain America. So his outfit's already there, he just needs the shield. Um so yeah, that it kind of goes on and talks about Chris Evans and his role of Captain America which we don't need. So the good news here is uh you know, Anne Hathaway and other celebrities have all sent nice videos to Bridger hailing him as a little hero. And I just think, you know, um, he stepped up. You know, Big Brother, he took the brunt of it, unfortunately. And uh, I think what's really cool is uh, he's, his favorite superhero is uh, Captain America and the guy playing him is sending him a shield mm-hmm. um, and a nice video. What a cool experience, you know, but uh, wishing Little Bridger all the best in his healing because that's just absolutely sad, but at least there's some good coming out of it. And, uh, you know, it's definitely some... Uh, someone his little sister could look up to. So that's really cool.
0: Absolutely. I would certainly say that that is good news, everyone. You know, I, I always appreciate when uh, celebrities go out of their way to acknowledge people who are doing good in the world. Uh, you know, obviously, celebrities have a lot of influence for doing a job where they're essentially just sort of making, you know, doing make-believe. And, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, some don't use it for a good advantage like this one but uh, Chris Evans has always been wonderful about going to children's hospitals or reaching out to you know hero kids like like this one and uh, I th- that was a that was a great story.
2: Nah, I liked it.
0: <laughs> well folks, that does it for another rendition of Good news everyone. Good news, <laughs> when we come back, we have weird food combinations. You definitely won't want to miss this. We'll see you guys in a
1: few want to expand your advertising dollar sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900 extension 2 now back to the show and we are back This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is
0: a Friday, July 17th. Now, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to go back and catch up on any of the previous shows, it's easy enough to do so. Head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, and scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. From there, you can get video, you can get audio, or head over to wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, about 20 in all. Be sure to subscribe while you're there so you always have the latest episode. Leave a review, let us know how we're doing, and tell your friends because, as always, sharing is caring. Now, in this segment, uh, obviously, we were out on Monday. Monday, we ran a best of, and so we didn't get to do our normal Monday feature of Put It In Your Mouth Monday. So, wanted to talk about uh, weird food combinations and Get Tony's take on, on these, if it's something he might be willing to try, obviously these aren't fast food fare, these are things that people either made up or grew up with, and other people just find odd. Now before we get started on this list, Tony, do you have any weird food combinations that uh, people just don't understand?
2: Yeah, um, homemade tacos, like if I do the uh, ground beef ones, um, I put ketchup in my taco. <laughs> i won't i won't do it on like a you know if at a restaurant or uh you know chicken tacos i won't do it on but there's just something uh i think i grew up uh, we always put ketchup on our uh, ground beef tacos and uh my aunt thank god she does that so i'm not the only weird family member that right. does it but uh <laughs> i've always gotten the ew gross why would you put that in your taco but yeah Ketchup ketchup, in a taco, well,
0: it's funny. I've got something that's sort of along those same lines now uh my mom's mom, so my grandmother, grew up in the depression, and so when they were making spaghetti, you know they'd have only so much sauce they could use and 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 all of that, so they would add ketchup to their sauce to obviously make it go a little bit further, but it sweetened things up a little bit. My mom obviously grew- grew up with that, and then, as a kid, we grew up with that, and I still do it today and so uh Jesse gives me a lot of crap that uh, anytime we we have spaghetti i I put ketchup on it and mix it in, and you know it is both tomato based but uh you know yeah. for for spaghetti aficionados it, it weirds them out
2: yeah, it's definitely a weird thing to go to think about like I don't find it weird because that's something you grew up with, like mm-hmm. it's like the taco ketchup you know i'm like it's no different than putting uh, ketchup in your hamburger, right? Meat, right? Ketchup. But I mean, but it does grow some people up to like, ugh, you're right. weird. And I'm like, <laughs> well, yeah, I am weird. But uh, but yeah, no, I've, I've actually never tried uh, the uh, ketchup mix. I'm sure it's not bad.
0: It's so. great. It's great. I enjoy it. But uh, those are weird. These are weirder. And so let's, uh, let's get your thoughts on it, Tone. So the first one is from a Twitter user named Ashley W. She mixes whipped cream cheese and flaming hot Cheetos and says, I love when I get a new housemate and they ask me why my cream cheese has red streaks in it. I've been turning people on to this since the dorm days. Um, Something I've never even considered trying, but it might be worth it.
2: Yeah, sounds like she used to get real high back in uh, college. (laughs) You know, got a case of the munchies, a little bit of the grindage there. And, uh, you know, she grew in a custom taste, you know. Yeah, so. Maybe, maybe a little calm cool with that cream cheese to kind of cool off that flaming hot uh, powdery dust on that Cheeto.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's two great tastes that hopefully taste great together. Yeah. Yummy! I, <laughs> I don't know if I would try it, but it doesn't
2: sound terrible.
0: Yeah, yeah. This next one is from Twitter user N Arian, one and it's something I've heard about before, never tried. It always sort of weirded me out apple pie with cheddar cheese on top
2: dude i don't i don't know cheddar cheese makes a lot of things better um kind of weird with the sweetness but uh cheddar cheese does help a lot of stuff
0: well and the thing you'll find is uh you know the the saltiness of the cheese maybe with the sweetness of the apple pie you know that sweet and salty combination goes really well together
2: it really does. They, it's I was thinking like a sweet and savory type mix, you know, when you buy those little snack bags and it's got a little mixture of both. Mm. Uh, sometimes, you know, like you said, good good combination there.
0: Yeah. You know, maybe next time, uh, you know, I don't eat apple pie a lot. You know, it's usually on holidays. So maybe for Thanksgiving, I'll uh, bust out some Tillamook cheese and uh, melt it over some apple mm. pie and see how it tastes. Yeah.
2: Give a shot. Worst thing, it tastes terrible. And you're like, yeah, that was uh, never again.
0: Yeah. Get in my belly! All right, this next one is from Twitter user GhoulKid. And (laughs) uh, not my cup of tea, maybe it is for you, Tony, but it is uh, sweet potato fries dipped in pancake syrup and covered in brown sugar. He said, especially if the fries have been salted, gives a chef kiss. Delicious, trust me. Is that something you'd be willing to try, Tony?
2: Nah, sounds too sweet for me. I mean, you already got sweet potato in general, which I do like. Um, you get a little brown sugar on that, it's good. It just sounds a little too much.
0: Yeah. I'm not a sweet potato fan. Uh it's I don't know, something about it gets my gag reflex going, so maybe I'll have to do the yeah. the hand thing we the body hack we were talking about the other day, but
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's uh that's not true. Now, Leone, one of our watchers, said that was my dad's favorite when he was alive. I'm not sure if it was the sweet potato or if it was the spaghetti. But uh, I think it was probably the... the
0: apple pie with cheddar on top. Just oh, timing-wise. okay.
2: Because I didn't, I didn't. I just happened to look down. There was a response. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: This next one's not too weird. It actually makes sense if you think about it. Uh, Salt and chocolate milk. And uh, the Twitter user Christiana and Henriquez65 says it brings out the taste of the chocolate. Now, I've heard that before. Obviously, there's a number of candy shops that do, like, uh, sea salt top chocolate or caramels. And uh, it does. It sort of enhances that sweetness.
2: Next time I have chocolate milk, I'll have to try that. I haven't had chocolate milk in a long time.
0: Chocolate mix milk sounds good right now.
2: <laughs> we do have that break coming up. You could get yourself some. Milk.
0: That we do. Yummy. Yeah, actually, uh, we discovered a chocolate milk brand at Costco. It comes in a little like a two-liter type bottle. Can't tell you the name of it, but uh, the boys love the hell out of it.
2: That's good, and I we don't have that. I know what you mean. Like we had, is it true? Moo.
0: No, no, it's something uh, different. Cuz
2: that's the one we have, yeah, true yeah. But
0: it is thick. I mean, it's thick chocolate milk. Thick. <laughs> so this is one that I've heard about, never tried, but you know, it might be worth it. Twitter user Shannon M49E3419999 Nine. nine. nine, nine. nine. Uh, suggests ice cream with infused balsamic vinegar and says a store turned me on to this a few years ago. They sell infused olive oils and vinegars. My favorite combo is vanilla ice cream and cinnamon pear vinegar.
1: Hmm. Eh,
2: I don't know. It doesn't sound very appealing to me, so I'm going to give that one a... How
0: about new? (laughs) A little delay on the button.
2: Yeah, well, yeah, the internet connection, you know, connections here kind of slow sometimes. Yeah,
0: yeah. Here's one mixing spicy and sweet. Ooh. Twitter user Taryn Sendler says, "Uh, Hot sauce on brownies or chocolate cake, nothing beats the sweet and spicy. Now, they don't say what sort of hot sauce. Obviously, there's so many different types out there, and everybody has their own particular favorite, but uh, that might be worth a try.
2: I don't know, on a brownie, though? Like, I don't know. I guess don't knock till you try it. I've right. never thought about combining the two. Well, okay,
0: uh, then. Hey, uh, Hot sauce. What's your hot sauce of choice? Chalua. That's a good
2: Chalua. one.
0: My favorite is one that's only available in California, I think. and it's at California. The, yep. It's at the Broken Yolk Cafe, mm. and it's called Hot Licks. And, oh, it is so good. I Could just douse my breakfast burrito. Yeah, in.
2: yeah, that's true. That hot lex is really good, and the Broken Yolk is an awesome cafe. If you guys are traveling uh, Southern California and you come across one, yeah, eat there it's, it's delicious. Get in my now, belly now. You got me thinking about them big ass uh, breakfast burritos, man. Oh, so like, good, <laughs> so damn good, so
0: right? Good. So good. This is why we try to avoid talking about food on the show sometimes. Yeah, you know, it just it's gets early us hungry. morning, you know. Yeah. Uh, Lacey chimed in. She said, root beer milk is amazing. I would imagine so. Sort of akin to a root beer float, just uh, not as frozen.
2: Yeah. I bet that good, a little creamy flavor to it. I mean, root beer is just pretty good in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. With a cream mixture, yeah.
0: Yeah. All right. This next one sounds like a hard no for me maybe not for you tony uh, twitter user it's just a bunch of letters and numbers i won't even bother says mac and cheese with dill pickle chunks and they say i love slicing up dill pickles in my mac and cheese it sounds disgusting but i love the little crunch with a bite of creamy cheese no shame that's a hard no for mm. me but i don't know about yeah. you John.
2: i'm not a you know i'm not a big pickle guy like i don't hate pickles but i don't like my pickles mixed with stuff Um, I don't want it on my Chick Fil A sandwich. I don't want it in my mac and cheese. It's got to be like the dill spears. Like it can't be a whole pickle. It has to be the spears. Mm -hmm. And I have to be in the mood for it. Um, I know my friends Annie and Shay. They're they're both just pickle lovers, and uh, you know, like so much like Doritos has a limited run of uh, dill pickle flavor. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, so the girls, uh, one of the girls at work, Misty, went and got it for them, and they loved it. I tried one, and I was just like. No, is it's, not. <laughs> not, no, it's just not for me. Like you either love the pickle or like pickle juice shots. You know they're really Ooh, big on those yeah. too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, folks, we are That's headed into saying. our long break. I'll leave you with this last one: turkey and peanut butter sandwiches, also known as the gooey gobbler. Folks, when we oh. come back, <laughs> we'll have our call-in oh. topic: greatest movies no one ever saw. Stay tuned for about seven minutes. Head to the bathroom, listen to the news, take a short break, but join us back. Right after the top of the hour,
1: Fuzzball.
2: I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late nineties.
1: Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. Let's see it. Gentlemen, I wash my hands of this whiz.
0: second hour of the Christian Phoenix radio show. It is a Friday, July 17th. Again, we are your daily dose of laughs and levity in a crazy, crazy world. Tony, it's Friday. We've got a weekend coming up. How are you holding up here in the second hour?
2: Oh, doing good, man. Getting all pumped up to start my long-ass day. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> I have one more day before my quote-unquote weekend. I have to get through an overnight inventory tomorrow and uh late night tonight. And then, then I get a day to rest.
0: Good, good. Yeah, it's always good to take a day for yourself, recharge the batteries, uh, you know, that way you can get back at it uh, refreshed and, and, you know, ready to go.
2: Yes, yeah, so I'm looking forward to sleeping in tomorrow because I don't have to be to work till 6 p.m. tomorrow. So, oh, nice. Uh, at least I get to sleep. I get most of tomorrow off, which is good.
0: That makes sense. That That definitely helps. Yeah, absolutely all right well we are into the second hour of the show and uh, this is the interactive portion of the show where we invite you guys the listeners the viewers to call in on the subject that we propose and give your thoughts uh at the end of this segment so we give the next one to you that number that call in number is 855 no sorry it is 844-790-TALK that's 844-790-8255 toll free from anywhere in the world We love hearing from you guys. We love it when you chime in on Facebook as well. But, uh, you know, it is radio, and so uh, hearing your voice takes it just that one step a little bit further. Our topic today is your favorite or the greatest movies that no one else saw. And so to give you guys an example of what we're talking about are movies that, you know, you loved, maybe contain big stars, but they weren't box office hits. Uh, You found out about them in a roundabout way, and every time you talk to somebody about it, they have this sort of blank stare over their face that uh, obviously they've never heard of it. Uh, My example is a movie from 1999 starring Jeff Bridges and Tim Robbins, I mean, talk about two powerhouse actors, called Arlington Road. And it's a uh, crime drama thriller. The synopsis is a man begins to suspect his neighbors are not what they appear to be, and their secrets could be deadly. And it co-stars, you know, Joan Cusack and Hope Davis, and, um, I mean, some really, really great actors. The suspense is fantastic, and my favorite part about it is the twist ending you know, uh, if you love the M. Night Shyamalan movies with the twist that you don't see coming, this is one that's well worth checking out.
2: Yeah, Arlington Road, I remember back when that came out, you told me about it. Uh, That was really early into our friendship when that that came out. That was in the uh, late 90s. Um, um, But fantastic movie. I mean, really uh, not one that a lot of people have seen and uh, not one I've seen in a very long time, but you know, very damn good movie. I think you even told me uh, you went back and watched it recently, right? And it I, still holds up.
0: I did. Now it's hard to find on the streaming services. You know, if yeah. uh, I've got Amazon Prime, HBO, CBS All Access, Disney Plus, Hulu—I mean, you name it—I pretty much have it, and it's not available on any of those. Now you can rent it on Prime Video for three dollars and ninety-nine cents, or we found it for th- for free. Uh, Either through Crackle or IMDb TV, one of these ones where it plays commercials, but it's in standard definition, which, uh, you know, if you're used to high def, can be a little hard to watch, but uh, the movie itself is definitely, definitely well worth it.
2: Yeah, definitely check that out for sure, because yeah. it was a very good suspense
0: movie. Yeah. So. so that's a great drama one. Now, Tony's Pick is a comedy that we've also gone back and recently rewatched, um, and uh, it definitely falls in this category. It's a movie I love as well.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the movie uh, in that we're talking about is Grandma's Boy. And it has Alan Covert as the star of it. Now, he was uh, the caddy and Happy Gilmore for Adam Sandler. He was the uh, best friend and the wedding singer that tried to pick up all the chicks and stuff. Well, you know, not a big name actor or anything. It had appearances from Rob Schneider. It had uh, Doris Spade. Roberts as the grandma and uh, Linda Card- 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 Cardellini. Car- yep. Cardellini. Um, She was in there and just a lot of up and comer stars. Justin Long was in it. Jonah Hill when he was really fat was in it. He didn't have much of a role, Uh, but that movie was something my aunt uh, Sonia had come to me. I think in 2009, the movie came out in 2006 and Mm. I think it was 2009 or 10. She had told me uh, or asked me, she goes, Oh, have you seen grandma's boy? Um, Which basically the movie is about a single 35 year old game tester Um, that's working on a video game and uh, they have this character, JP, who's a prodigy. I am a robot. (laughs) Please help me. Um, But the movie is just freaking hilarious. So when she told me about it, I'm like, no, I don't, I've never heard of that movie. I'm like, "Um, who's in it? She goes, ah, well, you know, it's not a lot of big name guys. Rob Schneider's in it briefly. And it's like, oh, I'll check it out. Checked it out, and I absolutely love that movie. To this day, is a movie I could go back and quote things from it. Yep. Um, it makes me laugh every time I watch it. Like it's just, do yourself a favor if you haven't seen it, uh, definitely check it out. I'm sure it's on one of the streaming sites at this point.
0: It is. I forget which one yeah. it's on, but it's it's pretty readily available. And like I said, I went back recently and rewatched it, and it holds up. I could like you, I could watch it once a year and never get tired of it.
2: Yeah, it's it's a fantastic movie, but yeah, that's uh, that would be my gem of a movie because it didn't even do well in the box office. I think it it grossed somewhere around six uh, thousand, wow. six hundred thousand. So, but Something still, small.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oof. Well, and that's what we're talking about. We're talking about little known movies that you love that nobody else has heard of. This is the time where we're opening the phone lines. We want to hear from you guys. Give us a call right now. 790 talk. give us your pick for the greatest movie that nobody else has ever seen. We're headed to a commercial, but when we come back, we open up the phone lines to you guys. See you in a few.
1: unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday,
0: July 17th. We are uh, well into or in the middle of our call-in topic where we want to hear from you guys at 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. We are talking about the greatest movies that no one saw. My pick was Arlington Road. Tony's was Grandma's Boy. But we want to hear from you guys. Chime in now. Again, eight four four seven nine zero talk 844-790-8255, or you can even just uh, comment on our Facebook watch party as well. Now, while we're waiting for those calls to come in, I'm going to run down a list of uh, some other lesser-known movies that uh, were actually pretty good. And uh, Tony, I'll get your thoughts on them as well. And hopefully, you we'll see uh, a few people call in. It still amazes me that uh, you know there's some days that the phone lines light up, others day, other days it's you know dead silent. Maybe it's because it's right. a and Friday this, and everybody's checking a, out.
2: Early. This this is a good topic one today too. So yeah,
0: yeah, but. You know that's why I always have a backup. So the first one is a movie from 2009 called Adventureland, starring Jesse Eisenberg and Kristen Stewart. Now it is no secret that I am not a Kristen Stewart fan. Her acting and her personality is that of a cardboard box. But in this one, she actually shines a little bit. And uh, they're two crazy kids just trying to survive their summer jobs at a Pittsburgh amusement park, circa 1987, in Greg Mottola's charming lo-fi comedy. It's like a John Hughes movie played in a minor key, with the perfect time capsule soundtrack from The Replacements, The Cure, Husker Do, and uh, like they said, it's actually a pretty charming movie, and uh, Kristen Stewart isn't completely awful in it.
2: Um, never saw it. I, I know what the uh, box art cover looks like, and uh, you know I've seen trailers for it, but I actually never watched it
0: uh if i mean there's so much tv and and movies out there right now that uh you know it's hard to catch up on everything but it, it might be worth a, a you know if you're just bored one day or you're homesick just just put it just in just pop it on why not yeah <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah just right. put it in huh?
0: this next one is a a british movie it's an alien apocalypse movie uh called attack the block from 2011 and uh it, yeah, you know, as they say in here, some of the best alien apocalypse thrillers don't need a monster budget. When supernatural creatures crash land in a South London housing project, the residents, including future Star Wars stormtrooper John Boyega, and this is really what sort of brought him to uh, prominence, and current Doctor Who Jodie Whittaker, fight back in Joe Cornish's lean, clever send-up of the genre. Uh, again, another movie well worth checking out that not many people are familiar with.
2: Yeah, wow, that's the first I've actually heard of it. Uh, I'm never even heard the thing but it sounds cool
0: it is well worth checking out again if you are just homesick one day or you have nothing to do you know maybe write down this list of movies and you can just sort of catch up on everything yeah but, I mean,
2: uh, it's good suggestions for sure.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, again, we want to hear from you guys. The f- Call in number 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Give us your pick for the best movie that nobody's ever seen. Kind of like this next one. Uh, Tony and I are big uh, Bruce Campbell fans from Evil Dead up through his uh, stuff in Spider-Man. In 2002, he had a movie called Bubba Hotep in this wonderfully absurd horror comedy, Two Geezers... Bruce Campbell and Ozzie Davis in an old folks home take on a soul-sucking Egyptian mummy. The twist, Campbell's character believes he is Elvis Presley, while the African-American Davis is convinced he is JFK. And uh, it is absurd, it is a horror comedy, and it's just a fun, fun watch.
2: It looks, uh, yeah, I was thinking uh, that... is that the one where he was Elvis? I never again for being a big movie guy. That's another one I haven't seen, man. (laughs) I I mean, I've, I've seen images of it and I know what you're talking about, but I hadn't actually watched it. But the whole fact that he thinks he's Elvis and his partner thinks he's JFK is, and they're battling a mummy. It could be a fun watch.
0: Right, it's ridiculous. A ridiculous premise. And he's not—he's <laughs> not Blue Monday Elvis. He is fat, uh, rhinestones, <laughs> big ca- uh, collars, pompadour, <laughs> and uh, he's in a fat suit. And uh, it—it's fun. It's entertaining. So this next movie is one that, if Arlington Road wasn't my pick, this would absolutely be it. Uh, from 1998, Dark City. When this druggy Kafka-esque head trip came out, I would have bet anything that Australian director Alex Proyas, who did The Crow, would become the next Tim Burton. Or at the very least, the next Terry Gilliam. Rufus Sewell gets snarled in a nightmare escape pursued by a freaky cabal of pasty-faced men in black led by Kiefer Sutherland. Possibly the best art-directed movie of the 90s, definitely the most art-directed movie of the 90s. I don't know why they needed to add that in, but uh, I love this movie, especially if you're a sci-fi fan. Uh, Again, it's got some twists and turns that you don't see coming. Uh, Great premise and sort of a dark, moody, uh, stylized look to it.
2: I do remember this movie. Uh, I remember the box art of it. Uh, I remember watching this uh, when I worked at uh, Videomaniacs. It was uh, was a great movie. I haven't seen it in a long time, but I remember it being really good.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we, we had Kendra who we, chimed in and said, uh, Boondock Saints. Again, that's another one of those cult classic movies that, uh, you know, I think most of us, you know, found out about in college. And so it was like that go-to college yeah. movie that everybody was talking about.
2: Yeah. It had uh, William Defoe and uh, young Daryl Dixon, right? It
0: did, yep. Yep. It did. So
2: Norman Reedus.
0: Well, Kendra chimed in here on uh, Facebook. We still want to hear from you guys. We've got about five minutes left. But uh, we are talking about the best movies that no one else ever saw. (laughs) Movies! Give us a call right now. 844-790-TALK. 844-790-8255. Let's move on with our list. Uh, The recent Birthday Boy, a movie from 1999 called Ghost Dog, The Way of the Samurai. That silver-haired beat poet of a filmmaker, Jim Jarmusch, does a twist on the traditional hitman genre that allows for detours into mysticism, action, samurai philosophy, and an homage to Jean-Pierre Melville's Les Samurai*, Starring Forrest Whitaker, he defines the Jarmuschian cool as the title hitman and philosopher killer in Corn Rose. And so, yeah, uh, a funny movie, not a funny movie, a fun movie to watch starring a, a fantastic actor, Forrest Whitaker.
2: Yeah. I've never heard of that one. That's two, that's two stumpies on this list for me, man. I, I just, I have never heard of it.
0: Add it to your list. Yeah. (laughs) So the next one on this list, um, you know, sort of going back to comedy movies that uh, people reference all the time, but the vast majority have not seen. And I love this movie and we're, kind of experiencing it right now out in the world. 2006, Idiocracy. In Mike Judge's satiric vision of a dumbed-down future, Luke Wilson plays an average Joe who wakes up after 500-year cryogenic slumber to find he's the world's smartest man. 20th Century Fox dumped this mashup of Sleeper and Beavis and Butthead in a handful of theaters with zero fanfare, resulting in less than $500,000 in grosses. Which, uh, again, it, it didn't do well in theaters, but it has a cult following. God, it has Terry Crews in it. has some uh, quotable lines. You know, Brondo, it's what plants crave. I love this welcome,
2: movie. Welcome to Costco. I love you. <laughs> that, that's where that came from.
0: That is, yep. Yep. Uh.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, it, and it's funny because I think, you know, for myself, you, and, and a couple others that have seen this, it's... The world today I kind of feel like we are in that movie.
0: We are. And it's it's scary, you know. The uh, Terry Crews plays a former wrestler turned president and uh, uh have,
2: was it President Camacho?
0: It is. President Camacho. <laughs> yeah. And you have yeah. uh Mr. Kristen Bell, Deck Shepard, uh you know, who plays sort of the the best friend character in it and uh, he plays dumb very well.
2: Yeah, he really does. He's good at that um good movie i have not seen it in a long time but uh it's kind of like grandma's boy you know didn't do well in theaters but has one of those uh just followings to it and it holds up so
0: yeah 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 that's one that i might go back and watch pretty soon i i'm always I've been
2: wanting. i've been wanting to watch it with everything going on i've been wanting to go back and watch it yeah
0: you know, sometimes I love movies. I love, you know, when I get home at the end of the day, turning something on to sort of wind down. And sometimes the heavier stuff, the dramas, are a little hard to take just given, you know, a busy work day. And so I like putting on some, you know, dumb comedy sometimes just, to, just as levity. And uh, that's definitely one of them that I do. All right. Yeah. Moving on, if you are Moving. into space dramas from 2009, the movie Moon. An astronaut, starring Sam Rockwell, yeah. has been in space for three years when his health mysteriously starts to deteriorate, deteriorate around the same time as he meets a healthy version of himself, obviously also Sam Rockwell, at his lunar station. Director Duncan Jones delivers a stellar film that harks back to sci-fi's golden age of the 1970s and answers the question, what's better than one Sam Rockwell performance? Well, two, of course.
2: Ooh. Now, yeah i i actually remember this movie i never is one i did not watch but i do remember it uh trailer and all that stuff i remember it coming out it's just not one i got around to
0: yeah fair enough and then uh, boy let's see with the last minute left unfortunately didn't get any callers in but you know it's just the way it goes sometimes Busy Friday, busy Friday. There's a huge list of movies here that uh, you can pull from. I've been trying to pull movies that uh, I've seen that are a little less known. But uh, before we head into the break, let's finish up with 2006's Rescue Dawn. Actor Christian Bale and director Werner Werner Herzog are both known for going to extremes for their work. Put the two together in this incredible but true survival story of a downed combat pilot who escaped a brutal Laotian prison camp during the Vietnam War and the result is a kind of gonzo art house Rambo movie as harrowing as it is thrilling definitely worth checking out Tony if you haven't seen it I highly suggest it now folks we are headed to the break when we come back we have another rendition of the Phoenix tank where we take a look at some Kickstarter gadgets find out if Tony's willing to invest in them don't go anywhere we'll be right back
1: To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is Friday, July 17th.
0: Now, as we mention every day, we have something called the Phoenix Line. It is a 24-hour day, seven-day-a-week voicemail line. You guys know how voicemails work. You call in, you leave a message, you keep it entertaining. We put it out in a future show. You know, maybe you want to chime in on the greatest movies that no one's ever seen, and uh, you know, maybe you just missed it. You're catching us on a replay. Well, uh, you can still chime in by calling the Phoenix Line. That number, 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973 for the alphanumeric impaired. And, uh, yeah, we're still compiling those together. Just need a few more to put another segment together. It was a fun one, too. We
2: had it. We've only done it once in our uh, young two-month stint, and it was really entertaining to hear what was on there.
0: Yeah, yeah, you know, and it, obviously we got some impressions from a couple people, we got had our uh, uh, regular listener and caller Kendra chime in, we had Tim chime in, and uh, it's always fun. So don't be shy, give us a call on the Phoenix line, and uh, yeah, you know, it's it's your five minutes of fame, we'll put it that way. Now something that we do do... My name is Jeff.
2: <laughs> I, hit, I hit that like a minute ago, and it just now got to you. My That's... name is Jeff.
0: <laughs> Something we do periodically here on the show is a segment called The Phoenix Tank. Obviously, it's a ripoff of Shark Tank, where we go through Kickstarter projects that uh, find out if my co-hosts would be willing to invest in. And, uh, you know, we put those up there for everybody to uh, take a look at and have a little fun with. So here is another edition of The Phoenix Tank. And if you guys are watching on the video, I always post a little picture of what we're talking about, so you can get an idea, and obviously it's the way for Tony to see it, because uh, otherwise he'd have zero idea what I'm talking about. But first <laughs> up, we you know we grew up kids of the 80s and 90s, and I figured this would be right up Tony's alley. This is the L- Replitronics Mini Boombox Project. The goal was $75,000. They've already raised $242,000, so it's quite popular and uh, the description the goal of our Replotronics boombox project is to faithfully recreate a collection of iconic 1980s golden era boomboxes at a fraction of the size and cost of an original this new line merges original features and legendary product designs with contemporary technology first out of the gate is the undisputed king of the boomboxes created for collectors in two sizes the m90 mini And the m90 micro and so the mini is probably about the size of a uh, old VHS tape and the micro about the size of you know uh, an iPhone and uh, you know they replicate the old boombox style Uh, doesn't look like you can play cassettes on it but uh, might be a little too small to fit up on your shoulder yeah Uh, (laughs) in that that way but uh, looks fun nonetheless Tony, is this something that uh, you'd be willing to invest in?
2: Um, wow, this the soundboard is, like, delayed. I just really can't rely on that. I was going to say, yeah. Um, it's not something I would, like, go rush out and buy, but I can see the market value in there. Nostalgia always sells well, mm-hmm. um, hence, like, the mini systems, things like that. Now, you got so many uh, portable speakers out there. The only way that this would really do well is how well the speaker qualities would be. You'd have to have really good sound and to make it worth your while. I can't be a real cheapy, rush it to the market, because if your speaker quality is terrible, it'll doom you. But if it's good yeah. speaker quality, then I'm willing to invest in yeah. it.
0: And it's got some really cool features. It has, obviously, an AM-FM tuner, which you know a lot of the current speakers don't have has a little usb ports it's a bluetooth capable a little headphone jacks that you can plug into and the price is kind of right you know uh they started out uh, selling it at 20 dollars. has an estimated retail price of 40 but of course if you go through kickstarter you can get a little bit of a deal on it
2: yeah i would i would be interested fingers crossed this thing could be good with the right sound yeah everything else sounds great about it so Yeah. yeah i'd give it the money
0: perfect and then kendra did chime in she said mini boombox how do i break dance next to that hey you can break dance next to anything yeah all right let's just
2: you just do it That's just what you do you
0: just do it all right let's move on to the next one i picked this one out specifically for tony no i'm just Ah. kidding uh this is called vegan rice crunch milk chocolate without the milk Had a goal of uh, $7,500, raised $14,026, so they doubled their goal. And uh, the description is, uh, they're talking about uh, updates there, here we go. We're a vegan milk chocolate company owned by the Veggie Brothers and based in Gainesville, Florida. This Kickstarter marks our official launch and the creation of our first chocolate bar, Vegan Rice Crunch. Vegan Rice Crunch tastes as delicious as the milk chocolate you already know. I strongly doubt that, but without the animal cruelty. Now, uh, I'm going through here and trying to figure out, okay, if they're not using milk for the chocolate, what are they using?
2: Uh, the uh, alien milk from uh, The Last Jedi. It's that blue milk wow. from that alien. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, ju-
0: I just found the ingredient list, and while it is vegan, I can't say that it's going to be good for you. includes vegan cane sugar, cocoa butter, unsweetened chocolate, whole grain brown rice, rice syrup powder, sunflower lectin, salt, natural vanilla, and natural flavors. So again, that's one of those things where even though it's vegan and it's technically um, cruelty-free, you're much better off health-wise probably picking up just the real thing.
2: Hello, my name is Raja. Oh, well, I, today I sell you a vegan crunch. Uh, you like your Nestle Crunch bar? Now you want the vegan crunch bar. <laughs> vegan crunch, where you're going to be eating healthy every day, made with natural rice, brown sugar, cocoa butter, and everything that's going to give you gas. Pretty much. Just eat the real Thing. And butter is not vegan. That's uh, what Kendra said. So yeah, it'd be tough to kind of say everything's vegan. I would not invest in that because it just sounds disgusting so, uh,
0: to me too. Here's uh, here's the other that's downside. My no,
2: that's my no gong.
0: Right, right. I can pick up a Nestle Crunch bar at CVS for at the most a buck. Well, with this, for twelve dollars, you get four vegan Crunch bars, which means that they're three dollars a piece. Dude,
2: that, that would like, that's. How about new? It's ridiculous.
0: <laughs> yeah, not for me, not for me. Now, Tony, I know, uh, you know, you order packages every once in a while. Um, you know, there are some of those out there that uh, they are addicted to Amazon and online shopping. And this next product is for those people, Maybe. It's called the Flick. It is the easiest, safest, most fun way to open packages. They were seeking a goal of $5,000. They've raised $13,839 so far, so it's already backed. But uh, description, you know, basically it's as simple as one, two, three, four, five. Choose an opener, push down the slice through, open it up, break it down, recycle your item. Now, this goes in the category of, uh, you know, You know, a lot of people look to reinvent the wheel. Do we really need to reinvent how we open a box?
2: Uh, It's so fun because then I take the little flick. I grab my Amazon box. It cuts open and there's my package that I bought. It's amazing. Um, Does it cut the weird hard plastic stuff like you get at Costco? You know, those big pain in the ass blister packs? that's good those uh, open I
0: mean it does have a stainless steel blade in it now in the description here doesn't mention that specifically um, yeah it has is has a zip tie cord twine and plastic banding cutter
2: I I look I wouldn't buy this so it's a it's a gong show for me but uh I mean, nice, nice feature if you do get it, if it cuts open those big blister packs, because those sometimes are a pain in the ass to to open. But to open a box, really, take a knife or a box cutter. Cut away from you. Open it up. Right. Bada bing, bada boom, you're done.
0: Well, not only that, but how many people do you actually know who have injured themselves opening a box? I would imagine it's Mm. maybe one in your entire life.
2: Meh. I see people cut cardboard every day, and you do see some box cuts, but... you. I just, nah, this thing just seems kind of, you know, there'll be people that buy it, but it's just ultimate lazy. You're just buying a weird machine that uh, basically has a blade in it that just cuts it. It's just,
0: (laughs) yeah, that's a gong show for me, man. And then finally we move on to our last product, which is uh, probably the most meta product I've ever seen on Kickstarter. It is uh, the Groundhog Day of uh, items. We're talking about the Jigsaw Jigsaw. They were seeking $2,388, raised $4,640. It is a recursive jigsaw jigsaw. You can play again and again and again and again. And essentially, it is a jigsaw puzzle of the box art of the jigsaw puzzle of the box art of the jigsaw puzzle, so on and so forth. Um, I, I get the novelty of it, the practicality. Eh, maybe not so much. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of expensive. It's 38 bucks.
2: Yeah. Oof. yeah. This is it's, it's <laughs> the design of that. Yeah. It's uh, but I mean, come on. I, I know people that like doing puzzles. Puzzles are great to keep your mind busy. keeps you focused and stuff, but this is lame, especially at the price point that I, I can't invest in that because, uh, you're not going into the market at a competitive price. You know, right. again, nostalgia is cool, but, uh, if you're going to do that, man, do something cooler than yeah. box art upon box art upon box art.
0: You know, and if it was 10, 15 bucks, it would make a great white elephant gift around Christmas Absolutely. time. But as something Absolutely. that you're actively going to play with or build, not so much for me. But folks. No, and then
2: when you kept saying jigsaw, I want to play a game.
0: <laughs> <laughs> or uh, what's his name from uh, Tiger King? Oh, what's it jeff jeff's
2: oh jeff jeff, something oh, Je- jeff jigsaw yeah yeah
0: yeah but folks that does it for another rendition of the phoenix tank we'll be posting those on our facebook so you can invest in if you'd like when we come back it's the final segment not only of the day but of the week we'll drop some knowledge we'll drop some laughs on you with this day in history don't go anywhere
1: Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. Well, folks, we've made it to the
0: end of the show. We've made it to the end of the week. Uh, It's always a sad time, but you know, we've got one more great segment for you. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. It is a Friday, July 17th. Now, uh, if you missed a portion of the show or you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, you can do so by heading over to americamatters.us. Click on the Shows and Podcasts link, scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix radio show. Click on that, and uh, you can get audio there, you can get video there, or head over to wherever you get podcasts. That's Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, TuneIn, iHeart, Dozer, Dozer, Deezer, Geezer, Gozer. Are you a god? I'd like to think so. While you're there, be sure to (laughs) subscribe. That way you always get the latest episode. Uh, Leave a review, let us know what you think, and as always, tell your friends, because Tony... Sharing is caring. Sharing is caring. All right. Being that it is the last segment of the show, as we do each and every day, normally Ryan's here to take us through, but I'm going to take us through in his absence, and uh, hopefully we'll see him Monday. That way he can lead us. But we're talking about this day in history.
1: in the globe for the stories that turn the world on its head. It's this day in history with your correspondent on the beat, Ryan Wink.
0: All right, let's kick things off back in 1762, where Catherine II becomes Tsarina. I didn't know there uh, were female czars, but uh, becomes Tsarina of Russia following the murder of Peter III. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know... Good uh, job. <laughs> in uh, Yakov-Smirnov talk... You know, in Russia, Sarina is you. So,
2: yes, Sarina is very nice. She's is uh, I have no idea. I'm going back to drinking some more vodka. It is in my water bottle. I am good now. Thank
0: you. <laughs> Ooh, if you're drinking vodka at 9 uh, in the morning, the whistle. <laughs> that, that's how I roll, baby. Moving on, this day in 1774, the name's familiar, but maybe you guys can chime in and expand a little bit on who he is. Captain James Cook arrives in the new Hebrides Vanatu, which I think he was uh, one of the um, uh, admirals of a ship, maybe inspired some characters uh, through Pirates of the Caribbean. Name again rings a bell, but I can't remember exactly what he did.
2: Gentlemen, I wash my hands this weirdness.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah!
2: I wasn't really a pirate thing, but I didn't really have a pirate sound to go off of.
0: Yeah, hey, that's okay. Yar, me, me,
2: dee.
0: There you go. Make a sound with your mouth. You do it anyway. I try. I do it anyways. Speaking of Russia, this day in 1918, the Romanov royal family and several of their retainers are executed by a Bolshevik firing squad in the basement of the Patyev House in Yekaterinburg, Siberia. And uh, the Romanov family were a royal family, very well known. And then um, they were advised by... Oh, what is his name again? Oh. He was the mystic. He was the main villain in Hellboy.
2: Oh, yes. Um, it's escaping me
0: at the moment. He was basically... Is he leaving you? Yeah, he was killed five times before he was actually killed. Oh, this is going to bug me. But we'll move on, and maybe somebody will chime in. Hopefully. Hopefully they'll chime in. Uh, Yeah, because it's
2: going to bother you the rest of the show now.
0: Yep, yep. 1934, Babe Ruth draws his 2,000th base on balls in Cleveland. Uh, Babe Ruth, obviously a legend. Uh, Don't know if that was a... World record of his, obviously, he was the home run leader for a uh, long period of time. Speaking of baseball, this day in 1941, New York Yankee Joe DiMaggio's 50-game hitting streak also ends in Cleveland.
2: Mm. Something about Cleveland where your dreams just go to die. <laughs> this day in
0: 1954, sticking in the uh, world of baseball, The first major league game where the majority of the team is African American, and those were the Dodgers. And then, of course, you know now, especially in sports, we've got a great mix of uh, of you know races that uh, you know work together and uh, you know really provide hope for kind of the craziness that we're dealing with right now.
2: Yeah, was that in Hellboy? Was that Baba Yaga?
0: No, it wasn't Baba Yaga. Uh,
2: No, not Lobster. Got La- it. Lo- Rasputin, okay. Yep. It wasn't Lobster Johnson. No. some funny names. <laughs> Baba Yaga and Lobster Johnson. Ah, the Baba yowie Yaga. The yowie Wowie! Yowie Wowie.
0: No, that's John Wick. He's the Baba Yaga. Baba Yaga! All right, Tony, get your impression ready. This day in 1954, construction of Disneyland commences. <laughs>
2: oh! That was really high and squealy. Oh.
0: <laughs> and along those same lines... Exactly one year later, 1955 this day, Disneyland televises its grand opening in Anaheim. Boy, that came together
2: fast. I want to go back so flipping bad. Let's do this.
0: Earlier we were talking classic movies that uh, nobody's ever seen. Well, this is a movie that people have seen and is probably one of the top hundred of all time by any list this day in 1959 North by Northwest directed by Alfred Hitchcock and starring Cary Grant and Eva Marie Saint premieres in Los Angeles uh, are you much of an Alfred Hitchcock guy tone? no not
2: really um, I found it kind of neat uh, a couple years ago I went on a family vacation to Bodega Bay California and that's where they filmed the birds like that was the town and the beach and everything mm. so that was kind of cool a lot of Hitchcocky things there but uh I don't know. I mean, for his time and era, I think you got to respect his uh, vision and everything. So, I'll give him that. Not something I would go to today, but
0: uh, fair enough. Fair enough. Well, let's move on. This day, nineteen sixty-four. Wow, this that, was, that that was that a, a sli- delayed a slip one? Slipping the button. Oh, there, okay.
2: Right? <laughs> I just, I just, I just greeted your ass.
0: <laughs> Boy, this guy. You mentioned him in birthdays. He must have had a terrible birthday on this day in nineteen sixty-four. Nelson Mandela, recently sentenced to life imprisonment—oh, actually, this would be a good day—was awarded the Juliet Curie Gold Medal for Peace. So while he was in prison, he got a gold medal, still on his birthday, but, uh, you know, it's either good or bad, depending on which way you look at it.
2: Yeah. Hey there, friend. I see you're in prison. Guess what The cream I- of the crop! I bought you a gold medal. It's for you. Don't worry, mama. You're only in here for 3.5 million more years.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and he was finally set free in, I want to say, the mid-1980s and then died in the 1990s. Yeah, because
2: we all thought, right, that the whole Mandela Effect, you think, because he died in the 2000s, like, that's when he was freed, but it was yep. actually... Hence the Mandela Effect.
0: Not so much. All right, moving on. This day in 1967, hey, hey, the monkey is performed at Forest Hills, New York, and Jimi Hendrix was actually the opening act. That would have been a weird combination.
2: Whoa. That would have been like, man, we kind of see the monkeys, and that Jimi Hendrix guy was pretty good. I liked him.
0: <laughs> I- uh, speaking of British music, this day in 1968, the Beatles animated film Yellow Submarine premieres in London. That's a trip, if you've ever seen it.
2: Yeah, it's it was animated, right? It was very it was. psychedelic and trippy. Yeah. yeah. We're yeah. all in a yellow submarine.
0: And in uh related Beatles News this day, nineteen seventy four, John Lennon is ordered to leave the US in sixty days. Um I didn't really know that aspect. Uh it'd be interesting why? to yeah, exactly to find out why. Well you know what would have
2: been good is if he would have followed those orders and left he probably we would still be around or the tragic thing that wouldn't have happened in the 80s, the early 80s. Yeah. Right? I want to
0: say he 80s. died in 80, 81. And so. Yeah.
2: Uh, Cause I've been outside of his apartment in New York. That was one of a uh, scenic uh, touristy things. You could see his apartment where he was, unfortunately was that fan killed him.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: yeah, um, always sad, but uh, yeah, if you would have uh, followed that, if you didn't listen to your favorite person, Yoko Ono.
0: Oh, no, exactly.
2: Maybe he'd still be around, yeah. Tragic. It's crazy how one thing changes the course of everything, right?
0: It really does. Uh, more Beatles. This day in history, 1989. Paul McCartney releases this one. Uh, couldn't tell you what's on it. You know, obviously, Paul McCartney. I. But feel, it's on that one. Yeah. I feel he was always better with Lennon as a writing partner. While you know, he did have some good hits of his own. Never quite as good as the Beatles.
2: Yeah, I kind of felt like they were great as a whole. You know, it's like as a foursome, it was just magic. And they all kind of did their own solo things. And, eh, you know, they had to ride the fame of the Beatles to get them there for yeah. some of that stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah. Uh, this day in 1990, a name you don't hear with baseball all that often, New York Yankee Dion Sanders hits an inside-the-park homer. I had forgotten he uh, tried his hand oh, yeah. at uh, baseball for a little bit.
2: Yeah, he was primetime, man. He was the second Bo Jackson. Bo did it better, but uh, Dion. Uh, I think he played what, uh, for the Braves and um, I'm not sure what other teams he played for. He wasn't very many, but I know he was on the Atlanta Braves because he played for the Braves and the Falcons. Yep. Uh, that same season in atlanta
0: yep and then uh, with our last forty seconds let's run down some of the holidays for today today is national peach ice cream day not my cup of tea but could be pretty good and refreshing on a hot day it is national tattoo day If a tattoo shop is open near you, go get one. World Day for International Justice, World Emoji Day, Wrong Way Corrigan Day, and Yellow Pigs Day. Couldn't tell you what that's about, but folks... It's my favorite
2: holiday, Yellow Pigs Day. I'm going to go get a tattoo of that right the bleep now.
0: Perfect. Well, it is Friday. Everybody have a wonderful weekend, and we will see you on Monday.